Ladies and gentlemen, the regular season starts tomorrow. Let's freaking get it. Also, the Braves released their City Connect jerseys. A lot of people love them. A lot of people hate them. Actually, most people hate them. We'll get into that and more, including some more food options at Truist. Let's freaking go. Let's get into it. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, it's only done one way, the Braves way. Welcome to the Braves way podcast. All right, welcome back to the Braves way podcast. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I said I would release a full episode on Monday. It is now Wednesday and I did not upload a full episode on Monday. So this will have to do. But the Braves have made some moves, not player-wise, but business side, I guess you can call it. There's been a lot of breaking news going on, including the Braves releasing their City Connect jerseys. Um, Honest opinions on it? I don't know what to think. I'm sure you guys all have your opinions on it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, City Connect jerseys are these jerseys that Nike has partnered with MLB to release. For a team every year, like a new set of like five teams gets a new jersey and stuff. That's supposed to, re- supposed to represent the city they're in. So like Boston, there's his yellow and blue. I don't really know why, <laughs> but it's for something Boston related. Um, uh, what's another one? Uh, the Angels are like surfer theme because of this. Because a lot of surfing going on in Anaheim. The Padres is like sort of surf surfer vibe too, something like that. <laughs> but then you have really bad ones like the Dodgers is just all blue jerseys. And then the Giants is just all white jerseys and a G in the corner. So there's some good ones. There's some really good ones like Miami's fire. It's supposed to represent like the Cuban, the Cuban leagues that were going on back in the 50s and stuff. And the Braves, a lot of opinions on it. A lot of people are saying they're lazy for it, and they just added an A. So if you don't know, these City Connect jerseys, go look up a picture. They're inspired by the classic 1974 Braves uniform and pays tribute to the year that Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run. Um. There's some aspects that are really cool to it, like the 715 that's uh, in the back of on the neck. Now, that's really cool. So they have the 715 inside the collar, a reference to um, the, the stadium scoreboard. They have Keep Swinging, number 44, Hank Aaron's motto and number by the jock tag. They have the peak of the crown as the sleeves pay homage to the home run king. That's cool. Uh, now, well, they have the the A, the name synonymous with our city. So instead of it saying Braves across the chest like that, they took the retro A, the blue A, which isn't even, it's like 
the modern age is with the retro colors, basically. And they put it right here on the chest, and then they added the. <laughs> so that's why everyone's saying it's lazy and it's stupid and they prefer the original throwbacks, which I agree. I mean, it, it it's still cool because anything Braves is cool. And it's not absolutely, like, atrocious. Like, it's not, like, unwearable. I don't know if I'll get one. Uh, I might because all my jerseys I have now are out of date. Thanks a lot, AA, getting rid of freaking Dansby and Luke Jackson. Gosh. But with that being said, I might get one. I don't know who I'll get it of. Um, maybe Acuna, but everybody has an Acuna jersey. Maybe Sean Murphy. Mm, maybe Spencer Strider, who knows? Um, now that hat, the hat is really cool. I would rock that hat any day. The City Connect caps also bears the colors of the 1974 uniform with the classic A logo. The underbill of the cap has Keep Swinging number 44 embroidered on the green fabric. I don't know about you guys. I'm a huge fan of baseball caps that have the green fabric underneath. This one doesn't. I don't even know if I own one that has one. Um, I love, I love caps to have the green fabric because that screams like retro, like 60s, 70s, 80s to me. And I love it. It looks so cool. I don't know why I love it so much, but it's so cool. But I don't know. I, I think it's all right. Honestly, though, honestly, though, I would have liked something like, this is what I thought they were going to do. Something like peach themed. Like, because the peach is synonymous with Georgia. And that would have been so cool if they just had, it was just a white uniform of peach accents, peach and black accents. Man, that would have been great. I also thought they might pay homage to like MLK or something like that, like the Hawks do. Hawks have an MLK jersey. But they went totally different and they did retro and they just added T-H-E to it. <laughs> so... I don't know. To me, City Connect jerseys are supposed to be different. It's supposed to like be different from what you have. And this isn't totally different from what we have. Like I said, it's not bad, but I would have liked to seen something that was like way out of left field, no pun intended. And just something we weren't expecting and unique and still represents Atlanta and Georgia. But eh. Can't always get what you want. Let's look at some of the comments on Twitter. The Atlanta Falcons tweeted, need with two red emoji, exclamation mark emojis. And then someone responded to the Falcons and said, no, you don't. <laughs> All right, here, here's another one. Bruce Callis. Well, some aspects I like. It's just too far off base to honor Hank. Good pun right there. The A needs to go back to the original, exclamation mark, and nowhere is Braves on it. Y'all need to fire someone and fix it. I wouldn't spend my money on buying one. Disrespectful. Pell slash Braves slash Titan says, The jersey is fine, but this is absolutely the laziest thing I've seen when it comes to jerseys. Had so much hope for a different look. I agree. I mean, I don't think it's lazy because they probably put a lot of work into it and it's better when i think of lazy i think of like the washington commanders literally naming their team 
the Washington football team after getting rid of the Redskins. Now that's lazy. So that's like a bar down here. I don't think anything can go above that bar for laziness because that was straight lazy. But whatever. <laughs> uh, someone said here, hopefully y'all have re <laughs> Hopefully y'all have already applied for a redo. <laughs> Kevin Hand says, way disappointed for this. Looks like no effort was put into this. Oh, someone, McGrady says, finally a City Connect uniform that looks good. Hmm, hot take. <laughs> um, I think it looks good because it's the Braves. So, I agree with him. Someone says here, looks fantastic. So many clubs, city jerseys look ridiculous. This is classy and sharp and love the nod to Hank. Great job. Well done. I agree. I agree. And then someone posted a picture of the original A logo. That's the lowercase one. And he said, that's not the A that goes with the, that uniform. This is it. Which I agree. I like the lowercase A a lot better than the capital one. And I think it's, I think it's really cool. But... Whatever. Swing and a miss. Oh, another pun. I'm sorry. There's so many good puns today. <laughs> Someone said gross. <laughs> Someone's three fire emojis. Someone said LOL, all caps. Uh, Someone said, did someone find a feather offensive? Because the feather's not on there. It's the crown. Maybe. But represent the feather all the time, man. <laughs> but I don't think they were doing the feather because it was offensive. I just think they're going to try to do something different. Speaking of different, the Braves have different food options for the 2023 regular season. Now, don't worry. You might be all scared. Oh, my God, they're changing all the food options. No, there's still going to be classics like hot dogs, hamburgers, Chick-fil-A. But there's another... There's some more options, and one of them looks absolutely amazing. Here we go. The cleanup burger. Four grilled all-beef patties topped with golden hash brown potato. Hickory smoked bacon. Cheese and sunny side-up fried egg. Served on a fresh buttermilk Belgian waffle with maple syrup. Serves anywhere from one, if you dare, to four. This thing looks absolutely delicious. I will drop a photo right now. Looks absolutely delicious. I don't even know how I would fit all of that in my mouth, but I would try. If I had like $50 or however much this is going to be, <laughs> it looks so good. <laughs> like, my mouth is watering. Can you hear it? <laughs> Oh my, I just want to eat this. I want to eat it up right now. Just give it all to me. Which, that is so cool, to be honest. And if I ever catch a game this year at Truist, for sure I have to eat that. I'll have to save up a month's worth of pay, but I'll, 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 I'll eat it. All right, moving on from um, the jerseys and the delicious sidetrack piece I just went on. Let's talk about the Braves' biggest questions heading into the regular season. This is an article on MLB.com. 
by Mark Bowman. Here we go. Orlando Arcia will begin the season as the starting shortstop. Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd will both make a start within the Braves' first five games. Boom. I didn't know that, but now I do, and I am freaking pumped. You're probably wondering, wait, what? They're both pitching in, in the first five games? What What is the rotation going to be? Well, let me tell you. So, Nationals, we play tomorrow, uh, skip Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The starter for tomorrow opening day will be Max Fried, and it's his third consecutive opening day start. Saturday will be Spencer Strider. Sunday will be Jared Schuster. So, Jared Schuster making his, is it his Major League debut? I don't know. I'm so bad at stuff like this. But he's making his season debut in the majors in the third game of the regular season. If you told him that at the beginning of spring training that he would be starting the third game of the regular season, he would have looked like looked at you uh, like you're insane. Or he would have been like an extremely confident dude and say, yeah, I am. So then after Sunday, we play, we head from Washington, D.C. and head to St. Louis. And then on April 3rd, Charlie Morton will pitch. April 4th, Dylan Dodd. And then April 5th, Max Freed. Honestly, Dylan Dodd, who is that? Who is Dylan Dodd? We don't know. I mean, we do know now because of spring training, but we've never seen him in the majors. I don't even know if he's ever been in the majors. I don't think he has. He's young. Like, freaking Brian Snickers didn't, didn't even know his name, like, two months ago. So, he has nothing to lose. He has everything to prove. He's going to walk in there with a chip on his shoulder, and he's going to continue to strike Jits out and not allow earn run because I don't think he allowed earn run all season. This kid has some serious stuff, and I can't wait to see it. And then April 6th, which is our home opener, we're going to be wearing our City Connect jerseys, and who will be getting the start in our home opener? Oh, it's the wild thing. Spencer Strider. Let's freaking go. I am so pumped. This is a great we have some great pitchers this year. And why not throw Dylan Dylan Dodd and Jared Schuster out there first five games, see what they got. I think um I think Kyle Wright's still a little banged up. Um I I think they were gonna get him a little rest. Uh maybe second, third week of the season. He's not gonna miss significant time. They just wanted to be cautious. And why not? Dylan Dodd and Schuster look like legitimate dudes, and if they're not Listen to the final bullpen spots that were solidified and will add to the greatness of our bullpen because we are going to have a great bullpen this year. Final bullpen spots will go to Michael Tonkin and Nick Anderson with closer Raciel Iglesias on the injured list. Yes, I forgot to say that. Um, I don't know what Iglesias did, but he is on the injured list with his shoulder. Revealed he is dealing with a sore right shoulder. So, yeah, so he's not starting out the season, which is a big deal, but it's no, it's not a big, big deal. Iglesias informed the Braves of the discomfort on Wednesday, and he underwent an MRA that showed no structural damage, thank God, and will start the season on a 15-day injury list. Which, thank God... <laughs> 
Uh, Snickers said Minter is the obvious guy to assume to close a role. So we'll see. Throw Minter out there first week or two, and he'll get the job done. It's not too big of a deal as long as Iglesias can come back soon. So Tonkin and Anderson gets the final spots. Uh, and this bullpen is absolutely crazy. Kirby Yates, um, Tyler Matzik, uh, Jesse Chavez, of course. Um, and then you had all the young new guys, Dodd and Schuster. They're, uh, uh, they're not in the bullpen right now, but I think they will see some bullpen action. At least Dodd will, I hope. I don't hope because I hope he does well in the as a starter, but who knows? And you got the new guys, like I said, Nick Anderson. Uh, that guy we got from the Tigers, I forget his name, sorry. Crap, what's his name? <sighs> That's going to bug me. Guy we got from the Tigers, Lucas Lukey, um, and some other dudes, some other studs. So we're going to have a we're going to have a sick bullpen. Our bullpen's going to be awesome. They're going to everything's going to be awesome this year. We're going to be so good this year. Like we look so strong, but we won't know until the season actually starts. All right, who is projected to fill the final spots on the opening day roster? Well, we talked about the bullpen, but let's talk about the outfield. Kevin Pillar and Sam Hilliard will begin the season as the backup outfielders. Pillar was expected to get one of those spots at, at the beginning of spring training because he is a veteran, and you know how much we need veteran presence. I talked about it previous episodes. AA must must respect this too, just as just as much as I do. Oh my, I should be a manager. <laughs> Snicker really values it. That's why he kept. That's why he kept dudes like Nick Markakis and Travis Darno around, even Cole Hamels. When Cole Hamels was here, like he only pitched like one game for us, but he was still valuable to a lot of these dudes, and they'll tell you that. So. Hilliard's candidacy was strengthened by the fact that he didn't have any remaining options, so he kind of secured the spot because of that. If it wasn't because of that, let's say, let's say um, Eli White and Sam Hilliard had no more options. I think White would be up here instead of Hilliard, but White had options, so that's why he's starting down in AAA. I got options. <laughs> How will Braves fit Dodd and other non-roster players on their 40-man roster? The Braves have one spot open on their 40-man roster, and they will gain three more vacancies when Tyler Matzik, Tommy John, search, sorry, I forgot to say, um, forgot Tyler Matzik had Tommy John. <clears throat> Stupid, so dumb. <sighs> Husker Yanoa, Tommy John surgery, and Colby Allard, right oblique strain are placed on the 60-day list. Colby Allard was placed on the 60-day injured list? How did I not know that? I am not good at my job. I'm sorry. How did I miss that? Oh, no, Colby. No, we need you. Uh... It's okay. We got studs anyways. The four spots will be filled by Schuster, Pilar, Adrianza and Jesse Chavez. So, it's fine. I mean, would I rather have all these dudes on the team? Yes. But, 
Schuster uh, and Chavez are pretty good pitchers, and we don't know what Schuster has yet, but everything we've seen from him is pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, now the big question we're um, all wondering, moving on from all the stuff I just mentioned, how will Arcia fare as the Braves shortstop? A popular question over the past week has been, why did the Braves allow the Vaughn Grissom storyline to develop in the offseason and exist through the early weeks of spring training? Maybe it was to strengthen the young fielder's confidence. Could be. Regardless, it was clear that Arcia and Braden Shoemake were the top two shortstop options throughout camp. Arcia can capably handle the position to begin the season, but if he struggles in the everyday role and Shoemake creates more confidence offensively, there could be another change at the shortstop position. That is true. So say Arcia starts off two for 28, what are they going to do? Oh, they're going to call up Shoemake because he's better defensively than Gersom. And if Shoemake can turn, not really turn around his offense, but go off of what he was doing in the spring training, his offense was off the charts in spring training. I mean, not like Eli White off the charts, but because yeah. that's the big knock on Shoemake, right? His offense. So if he can correct that and he can hit pretty well in a large sample size, He'll get the call. But like like I said a couple episodes ago, Grissom, he has 16 days to be down in minor leagues until they call him back up. I don't know how true that was, but um, I believe it. So I think they'll call Grissom up in like three weeks. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I really don't know. We'll see Grissom this year for Shizzle, but I don't know when. I I really don't know when. I think we'll see Shoemake this year, too. I hope so. God forbid he doesn't get hurt again. All right. Opening day FAQ. Facts, answers, fa- facts and questions. Is that what it stands for? Facts, answer, questions? Why would the answers go before the questions? I don't know. Opening day FAQ, Braves versus Nationals. This is another article written by Jessica Camerato and Mark Bowman. Mark Bowman. The Braves and Nationals jump into division action on opening day as the National League East opponents begin the 2023 season on Thursday at Nationals Park. The Braves arrive in Washington, D.C., coming off a 101-61 record. And they were eliminated by the Phillies, blah, blah, blah. The Nationals overhauled their roster last season, trading Juan Soto to the Padres. They finished 55-107. and 107. Sheesh. Dang. Opening day, it'll be Freed versus Corbin. Uh, and they're going over all their matchups. The Braves won the matchup in 2022, 14-5. So they won 14 games and only lost five to the Nationals. Uh, they only faced 13 times this year, so big changes um, in store this season, you know, for all the schedule changes. We're only playing every, uh, I thought it was 19 times, so maybe I'm wrong. I guess 13. 
No, it was 19 times before, 19 times last season. So now it's 13 for every NL East opponent because we play everyone this year, which is really cool. I like it a lot. All right, the likely lineups for first pitch tomorrow at 105. It will be on MLB Network, Valley Sports Southeast, and Masson. So if you don't have Valley Sports or uh, MLB TV, you are in luck because it's on MLB Network. That's great. Likely lineups. Uh, right fielder Ronald Acuna leading off. And then Matt Olson batting second. Austin Riley batting third. Ozuna in the cleanup spot. Michael Harris batting fifth at center field. Ozzy Albies uh, sixth. Sean Murphy seventh. Eddie Rosario eighth. And Orlando Arcia rounding out the bottom at ninth. So, killer, killer lineup. Killer lineup. Only question mark I have is Marcelo Zuna and Orlando Arcia, but Orlando Arcia has been on a tear, a tear to close out um, spring training. So I'm not worried about him. And talk about a tear. Matt Olson has been on a tear. Well, I'm interested to see if he uh, keeps that up. Now listen to this lineup <laughs> for the Nationals. Leading off, Lane Thomas in right field. First baseman they just got from the Mets, Dominic Smith, D.H. Joey Manessis, uh, left fielder, uh, veteran, Corey Dickerson. Third baseman, Jimer Candelario. Second baseman, Luis Garcia. Catcher, Kiebert Ruiz. Shortstop, C.J. Abrams. Nice to see him out there. You guys all know C.J. Abrams, that young stud. One of the top MLB prospects from San Diego was traded in that uh, Juan Soto deal. And in center fielder, Victor Robles. So... If you are wondering if our lineup is full of killers, just compare it to that lineup and you'll be like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. Huge, huge talent disparity when you look at both of them. So, yeah, go Braves. <laughs> All right, Max Freed will make his third opening day start. And he was second place in National League Cy Young. Award finish and posted a third best ERA and produced the seventh best war among all qualified MLB pitchers since the start of 2020. So talk about impressive. Nationals will throw lefty Patrick Corbin out there. Corbin will get the ball for a second opening day start with the Nationals and third in his career. He's eyeing a bounce back performance after going 15 to 35 of a compared 605 ERA over the past two years. Corbin looks sharp. Sharper in camp, posting a 4-5 ERA and 15 strikeouts on 21 hits, two walks across 18 innings. I don't know if you call that looking sharper, but I guess when you have a 6.05 ERA, a 4-5 ERA is sharper. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Corbin because I remember the Nationals got him. He was like flying high. He was like a stud. And then he put on the Nationals uniform, and he's just absolutely been dog crap. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe it's just because the Nationals organization right now is dog crap. They are a dumpster fire, which kind of fits in with D.C. <laughs> Imagine this. You're walking down Washington, D.C., walking down. Oh, you're like, you, you just, everywhere you go, you just see dumpster fires, dumpster fires. You see one right over there to your right. You see a dumpster fire has the Washington Commanders logo. And then you keep walking down, look to your left, you have... Dumpster Fire, Washington Nationals logo. 
Um, and then you're walking down, walking down, and you see like just a normal dumpster because they're not trash. The the DC Defenders, the Defenders, man, oh man! The only reason why they're trash is because they're in Washington DC. But they're a great team. They're undefeated. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch some XFL football. Man, oh man! All right. How are the bullpens lined up? With closer Rossiel Iglesias on the injury list, AJ Minner will likely be the closer. Yes, we just went over that. Kirby Yates, Nick Anderson, Joe Jimenez. That's the guy I was talking about. Joe Jimenez and Colin McHugh could be the top high leverage options. Meanwhile, Dylan Lead is more than a situational lefty, uh, and he will he can be used at any point during the middle innings. Sort of like a Josh Tomlin dude that we had a couple years ago. Now, the Nationals. The bullpen was one of the biggest question marks in spring training and is not expected to be finalized until the opening day roster is announced. Uh, what we know is the back end of the pen from last year. Trash names right here. Kyle Finnegan, Carl Edwards Jr. I remember when we had him for like seven games. <laughs> Hunter Harvey and Rosmo Ramirez is returning, looking to repeat another efficient performance. Injuries of no, Iglesias went over that one, and Kyle Wright will both begin on the injury list. Wright needs to make up time loss he lost in January when he rested for three weeks after receiving a cortisone injection. So he's not hurt anymore. He just has to – he just couldn't pitch. So now he just has to build up now. He just has to build up these next couple weeks so he can pitch. The Nationals, they're without Steven Strasburg. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and Kate Cavalli due to Tommy John. Closer Tanner Rainey, Tommy John, and Sean Doolittle, internal brace surgery. They uh, will join the team opening day, heading back to Nats training complex in Florida, where they are rehabbing along with Carter Keyboom, Tommy John surgery, and Victor Arano, right shoulder impingement. Wow, they have a lot of injuries. Feel bad for them. Maybe if they're all healthy, they could get um, 60 wins instead of 55. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Who's hot and who's not? Braves' Matt Olson, Matt Olson hit 426 with eight homers. He led the spring training in homers, by the way. And uh, 1.509 OPS over 55 Grapefruit League played appearances. All-star catcher Travis Darno produced a 475 OPS and 33 played appearances. So he's hot. Nationals, Victor Robles, who battled to, uh, batted 224 last season, made adjustments at the plate and hit 319 in 18 spring training games. Alex Call stood out on both sides of the field, including a 321 batting average in 23 contests. Lang Thomas hit 184 in 18 games. So, Matt Olson and Travis Darno are hot. Who's not hot? Von Grissom. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. <laughs> okay, so with all that being said, we have baseball tomorrow. Tomorrow! So exciting. Spring training has been a long journey, but we are finally here. I am finally able to report on regular season baseball. First time ever I'm doing this. Am I excited? Heck yeah, I'm excited. I'm so freaking excited about this. 
Can't wait to get it underway. Can't wait to hear uh, everything that goes on during the season and report about it. Can't wait for you guys to watch me report about it because that's so cool. Uh, we're only going to grow, 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 grow. We have grown so much already, and I appreciate you guys so much. Again, if you guys want to hop on, DM me at the Braves Way Pod, and we can get you on. Uh, with all that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you guys for listening, and I love you guys all. Have a great day. Have a great week. Enjoy some Major League Baseball. And I'll see you guys later. Peace.